0: Hey there. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm Jennifer Kayla Ruskin, your host. And today I want to share perspectives on life from my 97-year-old grandmother, Therese Grossman. I'm making this a part one. Um, I've been interviewing my 97-year-old grandmother over the past several years, every single time that I visit her in Savannah, Georgia. And she was born on May 6th, 2025, um 2025. Uh 1925. She'll be 100 in 2025 in Savannah, Georgia. And I've been interviewing her over the last few years just kind of as a memorial for my family, for me to have her have her voice, have her memories. And up until I'd say about a year ago, She's been so clear, such an incredible memory. Um, she's just been able to remember everything, even from being a young girl. And so I've captured lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of hours of her story. So I'm going through a lot of it, and today I thought I would start with kind of just how do you live to be that old? Um recently she started having some dementia which is of course normal for someone of her age the brain starts to fade as the body begins to make its way towards the end of living in this lifetime sometimes it's the first to go and i just got back from visiting her and i wanted to share some of the wisdom that i've gathered at least within the last few years we'll start with that there's something magical about sitting across from someone that has been through so much And I thought it'd be interesting to take a minute and just list out all the things she's lived through. So she was born into the suffragette movement in the 20s, so women being allowed to vote, Stalin gaining a leadership role in the Soviet Union, of course, the Great Depression, seeing a black man hanging from a tree when she walked home from kindergarten. Can you even imagine what that would be like? World War II. Hitler creating the Nazi party, the first McDonald's, Pearl Harbor, D-Day, the Korean War, the first hydrogen bomb. She's lived through DNA awareness, us understanding what DNA is, the end of racial segregation, Castro taking over Cuba, the JFK assassination, Martin Luther King assassination, The first moon landing, Roe versus Wade, abortion made legal across the United States, the personal computer, the AIDS pandemic, the internet being born, Amazon.com being born, cloning, Google, the International Space Station, the war in Iraq hurricane katrina which personally impacted my family as we're all from new orleans and a lot of my family still lived there during the hurricane 9 11 the war in afghanistan she's outlived three husbands and a daughter the creation of the iphone the first smartphone the first black president the first woman vice president And NASA flying by Pluto. Of course, this is not a comprehensive list, but unless we want to be here all day, those were some of the highlights that I thought was interesting and gives you a bit of perspective on what she's lived through in this life. The first thing that she wanted to share was how to live to 97. Now, when I first made this recording, I believe she was 94. So this was a few years ago. And I want to stop here and play this clip for you. How do you live to be 94? That was his question.
1: Well, I never thought I would, number one. And the other is, I always tell people three things when they ask me. I have three things. I say the first is your attitude, your belief system, what you believe, positive belief. And the second is what you eat when you eat your vegetables and fruits, not too much meat and stuff. And third (laughs) and third is exercise don't stop don't sit down for longer than an hour at a time
0: so isn't that amazing there's just three ways to stay young i'll just recap for us but she says your attitude and belief system is number one my grandmother has been an intense studier of the Course in Miracles for, I don't even know how long, as long as I've known her, since she was maybe 50, um, in her like 40 plus years. And her and my aunt still go to Course in Miracles classes in Savannah. Um, I believe right now they're online, but that's where I actually got her book and what made me curious about joining Course in Miracles myself. The second thing is to eat healthy. I hardly ever see my grandmother eat meat. If she does, it's chicken or it's fish. She doesn't eat any red meat. She doesn't eat any pork. Um, she's mostly vegetarian, always organic, and really cares about the source of where her food comes from. Um, she has lived on a low-income budget for as long as I have known her, um, and she still only, choos- only chooses healthy foods. Um, so if she can do it, anyone can do it. And then number three is exercise. Now, I want to play another clip for you that shares the amount of exercise that this 97-year-old does. And I think that you're going to be quite astounded and feel like you may need to level up your own game. I know that I felt that way. Hang on just a sec. Let me play this for you. See, I have a, <coughs> an
1: exercise class that I set up and I call all the exercises out. That's what I do tomorrow from 2 to 3. We have uh, Zumba. We lost our instructor, Mm -hmm. but we have a DVD that we play and do Zumba, so I do that. And then on uh, Thursday, uh, I have Tai Chi before we have Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And then recently in the park, right across from us, this park, Mm -hmm. they at 9 o'clock on Thursday, and I don't always wake up in time for it, we have chance you know so i get plenty of exercise and when i don't think i've had enough i get on that bicycle you saw me (laughs) because i really believe exercise is what keeps you
0: young yes i'm gonna do another recap on all the things that she does every week the first one is an exercise class that she leads i think it's like chair exercise so they all like stand behind a chair and do squats and things. (laughs) She's the oldest one there. The second one is a Zumba class that they used to have a Zumba teacher and I think she moved. And so now they do Zumba on DVD. The third one is Qigong in the park. And then the fourth one, what she, she says, if I, if I feel like I didn't get enough exercise after all of that, then I just hop on the exercise bike. (laughs) Can you even imagine? Um, so I feel like I need to level up my exercise game, uh, if I want to live to, you know, almost a hundred, um, uh, not sure how you feel, but I'll let you kind of take that in. As I've mentioned, she has outlived three husbands and she'll say three husbands and several lovers. Uh, she was having lovers through her eighties. She also has outlived a daughter. And lots and lots and lots of friends. Um, I visited her a few times after the loss of, you know, a a close friend maybe that lived down the hallway. She lives in Savannah in an unassisted living facility, meaning all of the residents inside the facility have their own independent uh, little apartments. And so she cooks for herself. Um, I'm assuming maybe my aunt helps her do her laundry because she doesn't have laundry inside of the apartment. But she, you know cooks for herself and gets up and does all her exercise things and visits with people completely independently. And every now and then, you know, a friend in the building will pass away because they're all old. Um, and it's, it's sad in that moment for her, you know, to just continue to outlive everyone. I would say maybe that's the negative side to living so long, um, but she told me on my last visit, you know, Jen, every single day I get up and I'm so grateful for the life that I've lived. I'm grateful for all this time I've had and I am grateful for the day that I have today. You know, I'm grateful to have the next day. Um, she's had such an incredible attitude towards all of this. So back to the the three husbands and several lovers, um, I wanted to talk for a minute about sex yep I can rank sex even into a podcast about my grandmother she only recently retired her sex life she told me at her 90th birthday um, I visited her shortly around that time and she said you know Jen I th- I'm finally ready to retire that part of my life um, that department's finally closed she'd had so many great, Levels. So many great boyfriends, so many great men in her life that had shared connection and love and passion with her. And at around 90, which is when she um, ended up in Savannah, I'll tell you that story in just a second, she had decided, you know, I think, I think I'm done with, I'm done with that. Can you imagine at 90, you know, at 89, still having uh, sex with people Um, So I don't know about you, but I'm looking very much forward to living a long life filled with love and happiness and pleasure and, and lots and lots of sex and creating amazing memories. I want to learn to be a continuous student and laugh and love so hard that at 90, I can say I'm complete. So 90 was a big year for my grandmother. She flew to Savannah uh, with my dad and my sisters to go see my aunt and uncle who lived there. She lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is where I grew up after we moved from New Orleans. And at, on her birthday, uh, I don't remember if it was that day or maybe a day before or after, um, she fell down the stairs in my aunt's house. My aunt has this really old, historic, 100-plus-year-old house in Savannah. And, she there, you know, the staircase is a little wonky. And she missed a step and she fell down a whole flight of stairs. And I don't know if I should tell the story. I guess I will. Uh, There's a ghost that lives in my aunt's house. And both my aunt and my grandmother recount this ghost coming in and sort of catching my grandmother and gently laying her on the floor so she didn't die um, as she fell down the stairs. My grandmother recounts what the ghost looked like. Um, And my aunt recounts seeing my grandmother softly be lowered to the floor in a way that was very unnatural. So maybe one day I'll come back on here and have my kids come in and help share some ghost stories from the house. Uh, But the resident ghost is amazing and kind of watches over everyone. Um, she is also very curious. My ex-husband Derek has seen her. My boys have seen her. I have felt her presence. Um, she's very much, very much around. Um, but after that happened, my grandmother broke her hip, After you know, during the fall and never left Savannah. She never moved back home. Can you imagine how jarring that that might be to wake up on your 90th birthday, fall down the stairs? Again, I can't remember if it was quite that day or a day before or after. Um, And then your whole life has changed. You no longer see your friends that you have lived with for, you know, decades. And all of a sudden you're back at the hometown where you were born in. And so it's been really interesting. Of course, she went through therapy, physical therapy. She's walking fine. She's actually hurt her hip again since then and then recovered uh, fairly quickly and walks with just a cane, but she walks very quickly. I mean, sometimes she can walk faster than me. Um, So she's very spry for 90 but it's been so neat to watch her reconnect with her um, her hometown, and drive around, you know, with my my uncle, and she'll say, "I used to live in that house there, and my father used to used to work at that bank or that place." And she, she has all these amazing stories that are coming back for her, kind of for, full circle, um, as she's back in her her hometown. So I think it's time to complete the podcast. I know this was a little bit different. I've never done a podcast that was so personal. Um, But I thought it was important to go ahead and put this out there. I don't know how much longer my grandmother will live. And I don't know how many stories I'll get to continue to capture now that she has dementia. And what I think is important is that number one, that we have a piece of her legacy and that number two, we hear from someone um, of her age of the kind of the secret sauce of life, the secret to staying young, um, what exercise programs could look like, uh, that our attitude and our belief system is what helps get us to our 90s and then just continuing to live in appreciation for every single day that we're given. All right, I'll stop this podcast here. And moving forward, we'll go back to our same fun, sexy vibes. Um, after this podcast, I am interviewing Dr. Jody. Um, she is a amazing, amazing. Uh, she's got a doctorate. She studies um, kind of those feelings of angst and jealousy that you might have with opening up your relationship. She is a master of helping people open up their relationship. I can't wait to have her on the podcast next week. So after this podcast goes live, hers will go live next. And then after that, I have Cashel and she has uh, done an interview with me about BDSM. That one is actually live now, but we'll be publishing it on all of my social channels the following week. So lots of fun, juicy content. Thank you for allowing me to do a podcast that honors my 97-year-old grandmother. Um, I hope that you've gotten some ounce of wisdom from this. And if not, thank you for just sharing this with me. All right. I'll see you next time.